the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black. Getting your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thank you for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. What a day yesterday. Second worst percentage drop ever. And today you're alive to tell the tale. You can come out of the cave. There's light now. The nuclear winter's over. Now there's killer robots out there. Be cautious coming out of the cave too fast. But it goes to show you again, like, when you're going through it, like, it's tough mentally. It's okay. I I don't think this is going to be a V-shape. I two weeks ago when we were quote unquote flirting with a correction, I was like, well, we could be back to all time highs in four months. Like we typically are when there's a correction We're not in a correction anymore. Now we're in a bear market. So, and we didn't stop to look the roadside. Like we just went straight from correction to bear market fast. The good news on that is it it gives you hope that maybe you do get to all time highs faster when it's time. It's not time. They were having a bit of a snapback rally. There's some good news out there. Treasury Secretary Mnuchin said, you know, we'll make sure the, the market's liquid. The banks will have money if they need money. Fed's saying the same exact thing. Then you get into the politics of helping people out. And it, it's a real situation for mom and pops restaurants. It's a real situation for mom and pop stores. Those are the ones that are going to have to be bailed out with some sort of stimulus. And we tend not to give it to them. I don't know why. Everyone knows. And this is, it's, it's fascinating to study the Treasury Department. As we did some of old uh, Mnuchin's old transcripts. Where he kind of downplayed small business in America. He's like, the United States stay competitive with Japan, uh, China in the next 20 years, 30 years. It's going to have to come from big business during the hiring. Small business can't keep up with it. We don't have enough small businesses started. We won't have enough businesses by, like, even the small businesses, like, uh, they say it's the lifeblood of the economy. So some good news today. Mnuchin, positive. Um, The corporate world did exactly what the government should have done. Canceled large gatherings. I'm not sure who was the first one who saw the white of their eyes. But, like, the San Jose Sharks said, okay, we'll play in a building with, with no fans. And then one player in the NBA got the flu and another one, he gave it to another one probably or something like that happened. And the NBA said, it's not worth it. So they shut down the whole league for maybe a month, maybe two months. We don't know. There's some uncertainty there. So there has to be some uncertainty on our economy. Sports. We like to get together and and watch concerts. Live nation canceled all concert for two months. So if you're going to go see you two as a dream and they're coming up, 
Now, I like Live Nation stock. You know why? Because in two months, we're going to want to get out and see sports, and we're going to get out and see concerts again, is the assumption. Maybe it's maybe it's three months. There is something tied towards psychology in these scenarios. When you find out, like, you know what? I don't really... I can cook at home. I didn't know I could do that. My scrambled eggs are pretty good. Why am I paying... $24 for scrambled eggs and an orange juice and a coffee for breakfast when I can do this myself. I get it. So there'll be some psychology switching. But right now, our unemployment's great. We can write out two months. Our government can write checks to people and say, if you were a DoorDash person, you lost money because no one was DoorDash. And if you were a massage therapist, there will probably be something for you to put in a claim to say, I deserve some money back. Let me correct that on massage therapist. I don't know how well independent contractors would be taken care of. Um, and there's not a lot of historical precedent in biological reasons versus financial economic problems. There's a lot of positive notes out there today. Like I said, corporate America is doing exactly what our government should have done. But we try not to live in that kind of government where the government says, everyone shut down your business. We kind of want to do it on our own, but we did it a little bit slowly, so we're going to pay a little bit of a price for that. Um, there was overnight positive news. The FDA has granted emergency use approval to a highly automated process. Roche, Roche of all companies, jumping 11%, biggest move for them in over 20 years. Health regulators in the United States have approved a new coronavirus test that will speed up by tenfold the ability to test patients. When you have to wait two or three days for your results, that's no bueno. When you have to wait two or three hours, that's a little bit better. I'm trying to, I, I have a story in my head that I could tell, but I can't tell it. PG-13. This is the new PG, Rob. Soon to be working for Pixar. I'm kind of like Kevin Hart. I used to be hardcore, funny, and mean. But now I'm in a Disney film. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Eddie Murphy. So... So the FDA has granted emergency use authorization to test, which runs on Roche Holdings Cobas 6800 systems. And the 8800 system, which is a better version of it, can test up to 4,100 patients a day. Good. I'm not... I got to be careful. I, I think the balance we're seeing today is, is lovely. A lot of stocks, good and bad. Coronavirus-related and non-coronavirus-related have had a rough two weeks. So I like seeing a bounce. We got a bounce after Super Tuesday. The Monday before Super Tuesday, rough Super Tuesday, went Joe Biden's way, and everyone's like, on Wednesday, like, let's buy stocks. Let's buy stocks. And then on Thursday, they're like, let's sell stocks. Let's sell stocks. Um, so anytime you have strength right now, and it could be positive news from the Treasury, it could be positive news from the Fed, it could be positive news from the President, Lighten up on the things you don't really want and lighten up on companies that you think, and again, this is only if you're an active trader, only if you're an active investor, lighten up on anything that's going to see uh, estimate cuts. Disney's in a kind of a bad position, kind of like Apple. And I'll tell you, they both have themselves to blame. Not so much Disney, but Apple. Apple has this great technology engineering department. And they go, well, we don't want to make it in America. We'll make it in Asia because 
well, they'll work for a lot less than Americans. That's just my editorial, right? And um, so a lot of the manufacturing there. So when they got hit, the manufacturing got hit, but also the demand got hit. So a lot of exposure to China. Now, that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because we know China's got billions of people. I like stocks right now like AbbVie and Coca-Cola, where they're not heavily, heavily reliant on China. And they pay a big, fat dividend. I'll take a Merck. I'll take a Pfizer. Um, who does Viagra? Is that Merck? Yeah, Merck. I think men are going to have erectile dysfunction tonight, tomorrow, next week. And they'll say, I need my little blue pill. I need my little blue pill. Do you remember when our government was like making the little blue pill free? And like some Americans are like, Roar! <laughs> we're a funny nation. And some are like, it's my right. It's my right. Um, I don't know about that. But what I do know is that the markets are positive today. And you're going to see companies like Disney. They're shutting down their parks for 30 days. They're going to cut their earnings. They also make movies where I don't really want to go to a movie theater right now. I want to sit on the couch with my sugar booger and watch a movie. Because I don't want that weird guy coughing behind me to hear him every minute of the movie. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. There was a story recently about a kid who got suspended from school because he was selling squirts of Purell. I myself want to hire that kid. I want to get him a degree to Harvard. He's a kid. Do you remember in elementary school? And again, I know my audience is skews older, but there's a lot of people my age and there's a lot of younger people. Where there was always that kid who would sell bubblegum in your school. Or baseball cards or candy bars, little mini Snickers. And you'd have to decide, like, do I use my lunch money and get candy? Or if my mom found out I'm dead. But um, I don't know if we should be punishing a kid for selling squirts of Purell. That's pretty inventive. That's innovative in a time of, of trouble. I know you're saying it's prowse gouging, price gouging, not prowse gouging. What's a prowse? It's price gouging. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Let's talk Airbnb. Now I have a problem with Airbnb. Um, I've got a relatively young family and um, the first four years, whenever we'd travel skiing, we'd like always get an Airbnb or when we'd go to Hawaii, we'd get an Airbnb and we'd, we'd do a half Airbnb, half resort. And what you learn is Airbnb is different like gold and clay. And then I told you a story a couple years ago that a friend of mine, um, her coworker, was a male coworker, has a family. They go up to Tahoe, and they get a hot tub and a big Airbnb, and they're sitting in the hot tub, and it's an Airbnb. It's owned by someone like me. And um, the kid puts her anus on a vent. And the vent from the hot tub sucks her intestines out of her body. So she has to get airlifted immediately to a hospital. And they're like, 
first doctor's like, I don't know what to do. I've never seen this in my life. Intestines are, they're supposed to be in the body. I don't know. Another one said, I saw this once on a YouTube video. I'm like, what YouTube channel is he watching? I want to watch that one. How to put people's intestines back in their body. Because that's my part-time job on the weekend. But it, it showed me the, the dangers of Airbnb. Like, when you go to a hotel, you, if you put your anus on a hot tub and it sucks your intestines out, you're probably going to make a lot of money from Hilton or Hyatt. I don't know about Airbnb. So, Airbnb's customers are upset that they haven't gotten refunds on trip cancellations related to coronavirus. It's pretty obvious what's happening in Coachella, but it's also, like, Shanghai and New York. But, like, Coachella... You get a house, you party with your friends, you're in the desert. And there's a lot of people like me who own those Airbnbs, and we don't really care if you have a coronavirus problem, because we can only book that place six weeks of the year, and and that was one of them. So I may not be able to pay my mortgage. Like, if you get a place up in Tahoe, Truckee, if you rent it out July 4th, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Ski Week, a couple other weekends... You can pay 12 months of your mortgage on eight weeks of other people. But Airbnb's got this problem now because now people are starting to get freaked out. Like, why am I not getting my money back? Why am I not getting my money back? Because like we learned South by Southwest, they didn't have, they had a clause for insurance. They oddly enough didn't get the clause that did biological warfare or biological disease, whatever it says. That's a little rider in the insurance. So they get none of their money back and you're seeing... Austin, Texas, say, we're struggling financially as a city. South by Southwest, the corporation has already fired a third of their staff. Now, Airbnb's adjusted loss in the recent quarter was $276 million. It's a big number. It's double the loss in 2018. The company wants to come public, and their public enemy number one is COVID-19. In China, where the world got hit first by the news... Airbnb's planned bookings for February and March were down 90%. I'm one of those people. I don't really want to go to China. Do you want to know I don't want to go to China? The air quality is awful, and I don't like authentic Chinese food. I like Americanized Chinese food that has a lot of brown sugar and and caramelized sugar in it. Mmm, yummy and deep fried. I don't want chicken feet. I know you're like, they, they don't all eat chicken feet. But I'm like, that's the media assumption, so I don't want to go. So I'm like, 90%? That's a big number that's dropping there. Right? Investors are anxiously waiting to hear what the company is going to do. Airbnb's former chief financial officer is talking a lot right now. He's saying the company should have gone public years ago instead of waiting this long. It's easy to make the case the company missed what would have been their best window because now they've started running into more problems, a lot like Uber and Lyft have. Uber more so than Lyft, where big cities are like, you can't put our taxes out of business, and you can't hire people who have no driving experience, and you can't hire people who are rapists or pedophiles. And like, well, we're doing our best not to make sure sure, like like they ran into legislation, they ran into government, they ran into red tape. So here's a... COVID story that's not quite the typical COVID story, right? Will the company go public in 2021? Because 2020 is closing fast. If Airbnb can't rake in the big box, if for some reason the, like, the Olympics get canceled, and again, they're not until July. 
So it's a little bit too early, of which, hilariously, Trump said, well, maybe we'll do the Olympics in 2021. And Japan said, no, the Japan Olympic Committee person. And they're like, he should shut up. And there's some truth to that. We shouldn't be making grandiose plans for other people's countries and grandiose plans for other people's events. But if the company's going to lose that kind of money and they need the public to buy the initial public offering, they're screwed. They're not going to get a premium valuation because right now if they need the money, they're going to say, well, a lot of people are canceling in China. A lot of people are canceling in New York. And uh, we don't exactly know how we're going to deal with this biological breakout and how we can make people feel safe and how we can make sure that people who book get their money back because we're also dealing with landlords. We're not dealing with a corporation. They may not. They may not make it. It's an interesting casualty. If they do, they're going to make it at a much smaller premium, and that's where the venture capitalists start getting a little bit shy. And maybe they don't fund the next Airbnb. Maybe they fund the next biological terrorist company kind of thing. But maybe that money kind of dries up. And if that was your bet two years ago, maybe you're going to have to shift to the right. Think something different. I'm Rob Black, talking all things COVID. It's COVID 100. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Post Malone is in the news. This is a song called Sunflower, which it was part of the movie called Into the Spider-Verse or the cartoon one that came out two years ago. I'll be honest with you. I thought that should have been movie of the year. It was a darn good screenplay. Terribly emotional. Had the action that you wanted. Had the sexiness in it that, you know, you kind of need on occasion. I don't need to see 1917 and people blowing off each other's arms. Movie of the year. But anyway. Sunflower by Post Malone and Swaley. I want to talk a little bit about Post Malone. He's in trouble today because he did a concert yesterday in Denver. And people are saying, tone deaf, Pepsi Center concert with the NHL, the NBA suspending their seasons. Live Nation went into the uh, suspending, too, of concerts and hosting of of video events. But he went on with his show. Are you mad at him? Are you... Like, I can't believe he put my kids in danger to come and see him sing. And for the record, let's talk about Post Malone for one more second. And let this be a business lesson to you, or maybe not. I'm not telling you how to raise your kids. I was deadly afraid of getting a tattoo as a kid. I know you're saying deadly afraid. Because of pain? No, no. Because of HIV on needles and stuff? Oh, no, 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 no. I was, the HIV was a concern at the time. Um... Bring your own needles. I know what you're saying. Was that a policy? I was afraid because I thought my dad would beat me. Not beat me literally, but mentally he would beat me up over it. Because I would get a tattoo that's stupid. I get like a cat that's sticking out its tongue or something dumb, right? Post Malone's got tattoos on his face. To me, that that uh, that just screams I hate myself because it's cool when you're in your twenties. And the conversation can go like this. Hey, yeah, I got tattoos. I'm like, they look cool. They look cool. Cool. You'd probably let that slide till you're 30-ish. But at some point in time, you're going to be in the maternity ward or you're going to be, you know, 85 years old and someone's going to be changing your diaper in the nursing home and they're going to go, 
why the heck do you mess up your face? You're a good-looking man. He's got a laconic vocal style. He's gained a lot of acclaim for bending the range of genres from hip-hop, pop, to country and rock. An amazing artist. And I, so I can't really speak to the idea of tattoos on the face because I'm an artist. Um, I consider myself a journalist and artist. Uh, on financial issues. I think I do a good job. I think I got more people involved in the stock market than not. I think I've done a pretty good job creating some wealth. And I've done it with a different style, but holy mackerel. So we now live in a world where concerts are being canceled. Which we're going to want to get back to concerts. I assure you that. We're going to want to get back to drinking beer at football games. There's a company that does it well. It's called Live Nation. I want to talk a little bit about Live Nation for you. There used to be a company called Ticketmaster. And when I was a young man, there would be concerts announced. Um, Like, Bruce Springsteen is coming back for one last tour. And tickets go on sale on Friday at 8 a.m. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Um, I would get up the night before, like 7 p.m., I would go to Macy's, camp out, take a blanket, maybe take a six-pack of beer, 12-pack of beer. Always double it, you know. Uh, sit down, talk to people. Some good-looking women would show up. Some good-looking men would show up. i try to make friends, bond over the how cold it is. And then I'd go get my tickets. And like at 10 o'clock in the morning, someone from Macy's comes and you know opens the door, and you walk orderly, and you get your tickets. And then you're like, Tickets are 40 bucks or 50 bucks. And they're like $9 service charge. And you're like, I'm going to, if I could ever kill the CEO of that company, I would. If I can go back in time and start my own company, I'd do tickets instead of for a $9 service fee, I'd do a 19 cent service fee. Live Nation's not going to go away. They hold center stage as the world's largest ticket seller. Company connects 93 million fans to almost 35,000 events a year. This is the wrong time. If you're thinking short term, this is the right time. If you're thinking long term, consultant work advisor for ticket action and stocks mention Ticketmaster sells over 480 million tickets a year. They've been sued for being monopoly. That's a good thing if you're an investor. Now, again, if you're a socially conscious person, you know I'm never going to go see a show that Live Nation hosts. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. Uh, I get it. There's 480 million other people who are. That's a lot of people. It's more than the whole United States, right? 240 venues. They have House of Blues. They got a management company. 110 managers who provide services to over 400 artists. Do you know how you make money in the music industry today? It's not Spotify. It's not Apple Music. It's touring. So Live Nation stock has been hit. It makes sense. Post Malone does a show he probably shouldn't have done. Maybe it was a little tone deaf. I like saying tone deaf right now. If you, you notice, I've used that word seven or eight times in the last two days. But it was a little tone deaf. And I'm like, who am I to pass tone deafness? Because I can't hear out of either ear. I can hear. I just sometimes choose not to. So I take a look at the 52-week high, and I go $76. And I take a look at the 52-week low, $31. And it's currently at 36 because it happens to be up two or three bucks today. So it's closer to its 52-week low than it is 52-week high. 
Now, again, is now the time to do this? It certainly wasn't the time to buy a month ago when it was at all-time high. The revenues for the company have gone from $6.2 billion in 2014 to about $10-11 billion a day. That's nice. And even though I'm tone deaf, I'm only partially blind in one eye. I know you're saying, is he telling the truth or not? <laughs> I always thought of him having good eyesight. Um, I could look at the chart and say, their revenues keep going up quite nicely. And then if I don't like that chart, I could take a look at their earnings. And their earnings go up quite nicely. I could look at how much cash they had at the beginning of the year. $1.3 billion in 2016, $1.5 billion in 2017, $1.8 billion in 2018. Operating cash flow six hundred million to six hundred twenty three million to nine hundred forty one million. Cash at the end of the year one point five billion to two point three billion in that three year period. I could look at those numbers and go in two or three months if we're not all dead. And for the record, I had a dream last night, and it may be an apocalyptic dream come true kind of thing. I had a dream that Mister Rogers died. Tom Hanks died. And he turns into a zombie. So Mr. Rogers starts walking around the streets of Australia with a blue sweater on, killing people and biting them and infecting them. So if that's where we go, then Live Nation is an awful investment. It's an awful long-term idea, and I'm sorry that I brought it up, because Mr. Rogers is a zombie. With that said, artists make money. There's no money. The Harvey Weinsteins that made all the money in movies, and I'm going to make you a movie star. That industry happened also in music, like, I'm going to make you a star. And what the music industry did, and I had a friend who was in a band, and he, he, he gave me this lesson, and I, and I never forgot it. He goes, they'll sign 10 artists, and they'll basically put nine of them in the trash can because they don't want the one artist to succeed. And in this case, if it was a hip-hop band, they'll, buy, they'll get 10 of them, sign them to like record deals, and then they'll never do the records because they want this other hip-hop artist to be the star of the 10. So the record industry used to like really do some messed up things to some young bands. And it goes back to like even my friend Dave Matthews. I know you're saying Dave, Dave Matthews is a friend. Well, I knew him like five or six, seven times socially. Um, and there's a great R-rated story that I can't tell on the radio. But it involves a controlled substance and infidelity. But I can't tell it on the air. Oh, and it also involves something about his personal life that I would get sued if I disclosed. But that's neither here nor there. So he's, he was a touring artist for many, 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 many years. And Sony wanted to sign him, and he said, no. Three-year deal, three-record deal. He goes, no. So they come back a couple months later, they see that he's got these big crowds. Four-year record deal. He's like, no. Five, no. He got them to do a seven-record deal, which was unheard of at that time. And that's why Dave Matthews, his first two albums were pretty good. And his last five have been pretty stink. I think an artist probably has one or two great albums in them, but not seven. Like, I can be honest with you. Like, there's like one or two U2 albums that I want. But uh, throw in the best of for the rest of them kind of thing. You can, you can blend 10 albums down into 15 songs for me. So that taught me a lesson that the music industry wasn't all that smart back then. And that artists needed them for the record deals 
so that they could promote the touring because that's where they make their money. Do I think Live Nation is the greatest investment of all time? I don't. It, it, do I think that this market has created a heck of an opportunity? Yes. Please consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks I've ever mentioned on the show. Um, I'm not trying to get you into something you shouldn't be in. Ticker symbol is LYV for those who want to do their own homework. And again, if you think we're going to be going to concerts in a year, it's a no-brainer. How's, how's that commercial say? It's the biggest no-brainer of all time. I'm not saying that. I'm saying a director just bought 28,250 shares today. Over a million dollars of his own money, he said, I'm going to put up. Kind of like that. Anyway, there's a lot to think about. And again, I'm, this is a, a perilous time for a lot of people. For me, I think very clearly. It's all the alcohol. <laughs> I've got a soft brain or something. And it makes me think clearly. A little rim, a little REM taking us to break. I'm Rob Black. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I've given some more stock ideas today than I usually do, and I've tried to be a little bit more humorous today than I usually do. I'm not trying to laugh at disaster. I'm trying to figure out what we can build out of it. 20% correction in 10 days is more than people should go through, and I'm sorry about that. I'm apologizing for my industry. But we were melting up for the better part of a year where every day we were hitting new record highs, it felt like, and this is what happens. I'll take it. 10 up years, one down year. 10 up years, two down weeks, I'll take it. You should too. So I talked about AbbVie paying a big fat dividend. They sell arthritis drugs, cancer drugs, 5.5% dividend yield. That's pretty good right now. People are reaching for yield. I would do it in the non-cyclicals. Someone emailed me and said, hey, you buy more Apple and Nike? No, because I think they need to cut their estimates, and then I will. Uh-oh, excuse me. I'm trying to stay awake. I work 22-hour days. I'm a doctor. I'm a surgeon. I'm exhausted. So I just talked about Live Nation because they're going to come back from this. Right now, no one wants to be in large groups. And the people who organize large groups are saying, we don't want you. I can't buy the NBA. I can't figure that one out. I can't buy the PGA Golf Tour. I can't figure out the investment there. But let me tell you about another one, brother. Ha, ha, ha. Hulk Hogan has come to my body when he said to all my little Hulkamaniacs, say your prayers, take your vitamins, and you will never go wrong. That's pretty good investment advice. I think I heard Chad talk about that on how to deal with coronavirus earlier this week when he said, take your vitamins, you'll be okay. What you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Yes, there is a publicly traded company called the WWE. Kids love it. Now, they have problems because you're not supposed to get together in large groups right now. And guess what? They get together in large groups three times a week in arenas around the United States. They've got a Monday night show, a Wednesday night show, and a Friday night show, and then they got the pay-per-views. Kids love it. It's not real, but it has kind of real stories. If you watch it with your children... They will repeat to you, like, that's a bad guy, and he comes from an alien spaceship. Like, and you want your kids to learn narrative and plot structure? They've got a lot of narrative and plot structure. I know you're saying, is there a wrestler who comes from an alien? I don't know about that. Did you know there was a wrestler this week? 
Um, his name's Daniel something. Is um, he, and when he comes in the group in the ring, he gets people. He puts his hands up in the air like a victory, uh, and he goes, "Yes, yes, yes, yes." And everyone in the crowd does it, and he ultimately wins his thing because they're all going crazy and they're all chanting yes for him. So he's a good guy storyline. This week on YouTube, he was wrestling with another guy. And um, let's just say the other guy's hands comes a little too close to his Speedo. There it is. Him, Daniel. So this is Daniel somebody. Maybe Daniel Hardy. And I think he's kind of like an Irish character. Daniel Bryan. So he was wrestling this week. And a guy grabs his bikini thing, wrestling pants. Chad used to be a wrestler, so I should ask him, what are those things called, bikini bottoms? <laughs> He'll beat me up. Flips the guy up in the air, and Daniel's genitals came out. That's a lot to see for little kids in a wrestling thing. But it's all over YouTube, and I had to see it, because that's what YouTube is good for. That and seeing tigers playing with bear. Tiger cub with a bear cub? Cutest thing I ever saw. So what you going to do when Hulkamania runs all over you? I'm not saying this is the smartest investment, but I think this is a lot like a live nation where the time might be right. If we cancel wrestling events, if we cancel concerts, if we cancel sporting events for the next two months, three months, we're going to come right back to them. So this stock has gone from about $75 to $31 in the last 52 weeks with most of that happening in the last two weeks. Again, this is not advice that I would give to your mother. This is not advice I would give to someone who's only been in the market for a day or two. But you know what got me interested in this one? Amazon. Amazon's tinkering with their Amazon video services, which I would like to watch this weekend. But I don't really like any of the shows that they have. They got the fabulous Ms. Maisel. Which I don't really want to watch a show about a feminist comic in the 1950s. I watched Mad Men. I'm done with the 1950s for a little while. You know what I'm saying? I kind of want to watch the zombie shows again. But World Wrestling Entertainment, they used to be called the WWF, and the World Wildlife Federation had a problem with that, so they sued them, so they had to change it to World Wrestling Entertainment, which is all fine and good. The business of WWE is very, very real. The people may be called Brutus Beefcake. They may have fake names. The company's leading a producer and promoter of uh, leading producer and promoter of world wrestling matches for TV audiences. They host 350 matches a year. That's a lot. Kids around the world identify with it. The WWE Network is available on digital streaming mobile devices. They cut the cord before any other media company cut the cord and said, well, there's probably some porn companies and things like that. They're like, we're going to put our channels online. And you can download them or stream them. So they put up their paywall online and they set up this beautiful business model where they've got WrestleMania, which is their flagship pay-per-view. They got Raw. They got SmackDown Live. They also licensed their characters out for merchandise and t-shirts. They sell videos and DVDs. One thing I don't like is Vince McMahon owns a lot of it. His wife works for the Trump administration. You know what happens when you're a billionaire? You get to work for political uh, presidents. I know you're saying, that was genius, Rob, a political president. (laughs) You just made that up, right? Yes. 
I'm not trying to push you into the stock, but I see companies that need content like Amazon Prime, and they can't even generating content right now. Production studios are getting shut down. I see the WWE and maybe AMC networks as likely acquisition candidates down the road because they have content. I know you can go out and buy WWE as a stock, and that's just weird. It's all the work for eyes, particular action on these stocks I've mentioned.